Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program... Basically now, what we are trying to do is, in the state of Karnataka, what we are trying to do is, we are trying to take the entire uh, the tech and ecosystem beyond Bangalore. More it was focused in the Bangalore and we want to have a uniform growth. The potentiality and the scope is uh, very good beyond Bangalore also which needs to be tapped. That's after these headlines. Britain has passed a law requiring new houses and buildings in the country to install electric vehicle charging points from next year, BBC reports. This will see up to 145,000 charging points installed across the country each year. New supermarkets, workplaces and buildings undergoing major renovations will also come under the new law. The UK is switching to EVs with petrol and diesel car sales banned from 2030, according to the report. Niantic, maker of the popular augmented reality game Pokemon Go, has raised $300 million from Kotyu at a valuation of $9 billion, the company said in a blog post yesterday. The company that initially spun out of Google will use the funds to invest in current games and new apps, expand its light ship developer platform and build out its version of what it calls the real-world metaverse. We are building a future where the real world is overlaid with digital creations, entertainment and information, making it more magical, fun and informative, said John Hanke, Niantic's founder and CEO. Gina.ai, an open-source startup in Berlin that uses neural search to help its users find information in their unstructured data, including videos and images, has raised $30 million in Series A funding led by Canaan Partners, TechCrunch reports. New investor Mango Capital as well as existing investors GGV Capital, SAP.io and Yogi Partners also participated in this round. DuckDuckGo, maker of the privacy-focused browser and app of the same name, is beta testing an app tracking blocker for Android phones, the company said in a blog post. People can join the private waitlist by downloading the app or updating to the latest version and navigating to the app tracking protection in the privacy section in settings and clicking on the join the private list option. Once active, the app tracking blocker will detect when your Android apps are about to send data to third-party tracking companies found in DuckDuckGo's app tracker dataset and block those requests. El Salvador, which recently became the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender, plans to build a Bitcoin city at the base of a volcano with the cryptocurrency used to fund the project, its president has announced, BBC reports. The city will be circular to represent the shape of a coin and will be built near the Conchagua volcano to take advantage of its geothermal energy to power Bitcoin mining, according to the report. The government of the state of Karnataka is making efforts to expand the tech ecosystem concentrated in Bangalore beyond the state's capital city, which has become India's tech capital. In today's interview, Ashwat Narayan CN, the state's Minister for Science and Technology, Higher Education, Information Technology, Biotechnology, and skill development articulates some of the ways the government is making progress on this front. Here's more. Dr. Ashwatnarayan, uh, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. 
maybe so we could start uh, by asking you something about the Bangalore Tech Summit which is ongoing uh, i know that uh, companies from around the world are participating and big companies are sponsors ibm and infosys and also new age startups uh, are you uh, happy with the response uh, tell us a little bit about it hari it's been really good uh, response from the participation from all the countries as well as from all the companies from all the startups and individually also from institution so probably the 24th bengaluru tech summit has grown from strength to strength and become much more bigger more much more relevant and wider recognition and it is really grown now it has become an a, a completely an international event to be very frank with you the virtual event happening in the sydney has collaborated with our unit our uh, event and the sydney dialogue is now the live streaming of the programs of the bengaluru uh, tech summit and the live streaming of the sydney dialogue is been happening where our prime minister of india and as well as the prime minister of australia they are participating like this the like this we have seen how it is extended and uh, how we have reached out to every part of the world and become much more relevant and looking all the most of the institution and the uh, companies have been looking forward and the, from the country perspective also from various countries it has been a most happening event and this time we have more than 30 countries participating in this event okay so from the uh, government side uh, any highlights or in terms of any important uh, announcements that you may have made basically now what we are trying to do is in the state of karnataka what we are trying to do is we are trying to take the entire uh, the tech and ecosystem beyond bangalore more it was focused in the bangalore and we want to have a uniform growth the potentiality and the scope is uh, very good beyond bangalore also which needs to be tapped since because we are trying to expand in very big way the size of the now it export is at present around uh, 58 billion us dollar we want to reach 150 billion us dollar within next 5 years and with regard to the gccs gics startup entrepreneurship technology companies and manufacturing of electronics we want to take all these things beyond bangalore so that the size of the digital economy what we are expecting in the next one five years it will be around 1 trillion us dollars so in that we want to have not not less than 40% of the share so that will be around 400 billion uh, us dollars the size minimum size so it can do much more better so in this direction probably having it in only one place is not good enough so we are trying to take it beyond bangalore and as well as with the we are come out with many more policies promoting the electronic system design manufacturing engineering r&d policy we have come out with an engineering r&d policy a new it policy startup policy electric vehicle policy and we are planning to come out with many more policies cyber security policy as well as the uh, data center policy so added to added to this we have come out with a very good organization called karnataka digital economy mission which is a very good facilitator and it's an anchor institution to promote the digital growth as well as promote the collaboration between different countries and to take the growth beyond bangalore so this organization is unique in its own way where the industry and the government come together 
under one roof under one organization to address the concern of each other and ensure the concerns of industry will be very effectively addressed okay uh, so just uh, one more and, and i will definitely come back to this point of uh, expanding the tech ecosystem beyond bangalore uh, from the uh, tech summit uh, uh, what are the industry participants telling you about uh, their plans in karnataka what kinds of companies are looking to come and invest here so we are time and giving time and again giving lot of assurance and confidence to all the industry players and the concerned organizations that whatever is your concern we are willing to address more so with regard to the many a times they express with regard to the uh, strengthening of the manpower supply because the supply of the manpower has become the most crucial and most important so in this direction we have come out with a new national education policy which is going to strengthen and make sure it is sustainable even any given time we'll have the best of the best manpower skilled manpower who are going to address the requirement of the entire industry across the world and across the country and in our particularly in our state so we have been where uh, the the present national education policy what has been implemented in the state of karnataka is a very forward looking policy and it will ensure the quality of learning and connect with the industry and hands on experience experiential learning and the kind of rounded personality what the industry is expecting a rounded personality will be having a good talent leadership skills and talent in all various aspects so these are the major requirements when it comes to the manpower there is a huge demand for the manpower which we will be able to keep because our strength is the manpower and along with that the concerns of the industry with regard to the various other incentives which needs to be given to make it much more competitive we are also working in that direction to address their concerns okay uh, i guess bef- because of the software industry and the uh, talent uh, you know density and concentration around bangalore most companies are still trying to uh, come and set up centers in bangalore and you already talked about several policies that are in play uh, for electronic manufacturing and so on uh, can you give us a couple of uh, uh, details uh, in terms of what the government is trying to do to attract uh, especially on the high tech manufacturing side companies to other uh, areas uh, of karnataka state uh, government of india has come out with many policies which is very encouraging very attractive and very progressive policies along with the government of india policies we have added we have brought in a special incentives to add much more attraction so that the most of the company get attracted and make investment in the state of karnataka we try to be very competitive uh, very forward looking and make it a very attractive destination in this direction we have given lot of incentives as well as along with this we are also talking of talking to them what else can be done what needs to be done further so we are facilitating and ensuring the ease of doing business and the facilitation the facilitation of the industrial act also has been taken care and with regard to the labor reforms and much more things the whole ecosystem is very conducive and since we are the the main place when it comes to the designing electronic uh, designing and the chip designing we are the major players probably the ecosystem in the state of karnataka is very conducive since the entire country is here since the entire country is here Uh, it makes it much more attractive 
probably still space it's long way to go you just made a beginning the potentiality is very huge and immense since because of the, the backdrop of the covid 19 the entire physical world is getting converted into a virtual world the digital transformation is happening massively and there is no area which is not it enabled and the application is happening everywhere so there is a huge potential and the growth is growing in very big numbers in three three digits also it can happen and double digit is guaranteed we can expect much more three digit growth also can happen Mm. Uh, so can you uh, tell us a bit more about uh, engaging uh, academic institutions and uh, the high tech industry uh, companies to maybe create at least to start with uh, small micro clusters of uh, high tech development uh, for example i am aware of uh, a small lab that samsung has set up i think in uh, along with uh, one uh, one college in uh, north karnataka uh, can you tell us a little bit about what kind of uh, Uh, discussions collaborations the government is having with companies like this to build more of those kinds of labs which would eventually become you know bigger uh, centers of development uh, in this direction the industry has been always a partner with the institutions we established many of the center of excellence across the state of karnataka through the center of excellence the industry the institution and the companies they come together to have a better understanding to establish a better ecosystem to facilitate much more growth and to encourage the startups as well as to ensure the quality of learning happens in the institution and a better understanding and better uh, cooperation between the various institutions has been happening very effectively the center uh, center of excellence has become a very, very relevant area that has taken into a much more greater heights and along with this we have established new age incubation networks in many of the institution in 30 institution we have established the new age incubation network and we have come out with in a super 30 program through this super 30 program uh, we are trying to establish in each district one very good institution the existing institution will be strengthened and upgraded to the national importance institution level by doing all these things we can ensure that each place we we'll love the best of the best institution and we are trying to strengthen and take it forward and along with this uh and we are tied up with the tata technologies also to ensure that the industry 4.0 has been implemented very effectively and to cater to the manufacturing segment and even in the polytechnic education also to address as well as the engineering requirement as well as the manufacturing we have completely revised revised and revamped the entire system and it is in on par with the international skill framework requirement and learning is been and running program also has been promoted the internationalization of education has been promoted and we are collaborating with many of the universities by running program uh, most of the student will uh, learn partly in, in some other countries and partly in our country in our state like this many initiatives have been taken much more important initiative has been the national education policy through the national education policy the way the learning has happened before and now there is a big difference we can see that quality to jump what is going to be what's going to happen is immense and it is going to transform the entire education system and ensure that we are in on par with most of the most developed countries 
and will not be second to none. It's a matter of time. We have started working in this direction. We are emphasizing a lot on a core concept learning, creative and critical learning has been emphasized a lot. And it is more of a formative assessment has been encouraged than a summative, summative assessment and complete digitalization of education has been happening. And the platforms have been promoted such a way. The blended learning also has been very encouraged in a very big way. The credit transfer system is in place. So by doing all these things, the quality of learning in the most of the institution will grow in a very big way. And we are bringing the industry very closer to the academia. The industry will be part of the learning and they'll be collaborating in all the, level, all the levels. And all the people working in the industry also will be reaching out to the student, teaching on a regular basis, sharing with them the various thoughts and mentoring most of the student as well as the institution. That is going to make a huge difference in the way we are going to do things in the future. The entire ecosystem will become very progressive and ensure that it will become the most vibrant uh, learning place and the collaboration of the industry will make a huge difference. Sir, especially after the uh, COVID pandemic, uh, you know, when people have become much more familiar with uh, doing things remotely and in the digital way, uh, can you tell us about uh, the government's uh, thinking and uh, uh, plans in terms of using uh, you know, the tech infrastructure and wireless communications and things like that to uh, bring uh, education to you know, the uh, rural areas, remote areas where uh, access to these kinds of technologies is still uh, difficult and also you know, uh, school-going children are uh, among the people uh, who suffer because of that. Now, because in the backdrop of the COVID-19, remote working has become the way forward and it has become the needful uh, way of doing things. So in this direction, the application, working from anywhere, working from home, has become the reality. And along with this, providing, providing the remote healthcare services, providing the remote education, banking, governance, commerce, Every possible services has been provided now remotely. Uh, this has changed our way. We are transacting with the customers as well as the citizen. It has completely changed. And people are getting adjusted, accustomed to all these things. And it has been well-received, well-received. Probably it has been well-received. And the disruption which has caused the havoc in the society has become an opportunity also to change. Uh, the changes, what is happening, it has become much more progressive and it is becoming cost effective and it is becoming effective in the terms of services. So since you've mentioned the uh, education uh, policy uh, uh, and as you know, uh, there are quite a few uh, education technology startups that are coming up uh, and you are of course very much aware that if the government becomes a customer to some of these startups, they would benefit tremendously from it and maybe also the government can bring some innovative services to a large number of uh, citizens especially in terms of education and as you mentioned healthcare uh, can you give us uh, an update on uh, any any such collaborations the government is uh, taking up to uh, you know uh, to buy products and services from startups in india especially in education and healthcare sir basically since to encourage in the government procurement system we have done a lot of relaxation for the startups without any minimum criteria or the turnover. Many criteria should be there normally to allow any 
to allow any company to become a supplier or to or the government to procure so we have given lot of relaxation in the terms of procurement and even allowing many of the startups to be part of the larger companies we are given uh, credit to uh, larger company if startup is part of that company if more than around 20% of the percent 20% of the uh, work if it is offloaded to the any of the startup they'll get much more credit and more weightage in the terms of contract and the minimum earnest money deposit exemption also has been given to all the startups so lot of encouragement financial support system grant money seed money and incubators co-working space incentives leasing rent lot of subsidies many things have been given to them to ensure that more and more people need to establish their startups and grow bigger become a global companies that is what we are uh, anticipating and supporting that already may we could see each week we are getting one unicorns uh, unicorns been seen and established in the state of karnataka lot of uh, good things are happening lot of progress and we could witness the results uh, over the past many years and even now things are going much more bigger way so this has been very encouraging and very positive and uh, we are getting inspired and motivated to do much more bigger things and ensure this system keeps going uh, from strength to strength leveraging it to the global levels so you uh, mentioned uh, the ev uh, policy uh, briefly earlier uh, can you uh, tell us a bit about uh, the government's partnerships with the industry and also of course the central government uh to encourage clean energy and clean technology development in the state so that karnataka could take a lead in terms of uh, again becoming a uh, you know a capital for clean tech uh, ecosystem as well so in this regard with regard to the electric vehicles the government of india and the government of karnataka has proved has been providing lot of incentives through various policies through the esgm policy for the establishment of the electric vehicle uh, industry or the f- companies so that this is become the way forward for a cleaner technology more sustainable uh, technology and catering uh, to the demands of the society that is one part the second part of the the purchase of the vehicles whatever product been manufactured by these companies to encourage the the sale or the purchases they have been very costly to make it affordable we have given lot of incentives we have exempted lot of taxes road tax uh, gsts excise duties many of the concession has been given and more so for the purchase of vehicle also we have given lot of subsidy overall it has been very encouraging the ecosystem particularly in electric vehicles it's been very encouraging and they are coming with newer solution and cost effective solution to make it much more viable day on day we could see the technology improving the technology upgradation is been happening one side and affordability is also increasing other side and making the entire system viable and facilitation on the ground level to provide the charging system is also been very much encouraged for all these good reasons so the electric vehicle policy has been extremely encouraging and beneficial to the people okay a uh, couple of last questions sir uh, as you know uh, governments around the world uh, are already thinking in terms of 
setting up uh, uh, various efforts to look at future pandemics uh, and of course the you know america's uh, just announced uh, funding for drug companies uh, to uh, look at uh, future fan pandem- you know preparedness for future pandemics uh, and since karnataka is home to several research organizations uh, and also uh, companies like biocon uh, is the state government uh, collaborating with the industry and the center to get some effort like that uh, uh, going forward uh, in in the state uh, to look at not only vaccine research but also to look at preparedness for future pandemics it definitely we need to work in this direction and we should be geared up for any kind of challenges in future biotechnology has been given a lot of encouragement particularly with regard to the uh, coming out with newer invention innovations to address these kind of challenges particularly developing newer vaccine new vaccines and as well as in the area of genomics we have been doing a lot of importance biopharma and bioagriculture all these things have been given a lot of importance probably the experience with the covid-19 has given much more better understanding how to prepare for the future challenges probably without getting much of disruptions will be geared and prepared to face all kind of economical changes and movement of the people and the economy issues also can be very effectively addressed and the lives of the people also can be very well protected by coming out with new solution and new products biotechnology is going to play a very important role uh last question uh, dr ashodnarayan uh, as you know uh, these days there's a lot of excitement over uh, applying uh, artificial intelligence in many areas uh as the karnataka government uh, i'm sure you have experts looking at how it might be applied in various areas related to governance and so on can you uh, give us a sense of what the government is thinking the state government on this front yeah definitely artificial has become the most necessity in all the areas that it be commerce agriculture healthcare education all possible sectors let it be in uh, automotive vehicles all possible services and uh, all important areas artificial intelligence has become relevant in this direction we have set up a art park to further promote the innovation and the research in the area of the artificial intelligence and more so we have been promoting the learning of artificial intelligence in all the institution all the student mandatorily they need to learn the artificial intelligence as a part of learning and facilitating in all levels in this direction the hardware also is playing a very important role to facilitate the growth of the artificial intelligence so hand in hand as well as the learning and the development of the artificial intelligence as well as the hardware needs to happen in a very big way the transformation is happening and we need to keep upgrading responding and leveraging the entire process needs to be done very effectively government is fully aware of it the society is aware the industry is aware all of us are all of them are working in this direction because the entire world has been betting on artificial intelligence this is the way forward and we do understand this is going to become relevant and this is the most happening area this is going to make things easy and simple and this is the biggest solution for a country like us we'll get the best of the best advantage through this emerging technologies this future technologies are going to change the future of our we do embrace and encourage take the best of the best benefit of this okay excellent uh, thank you again uh, dr ashut narayan for making time for this 
and we definitely hope to keep the conversation going thank you thank you ari that was ashwath narayan karnataka's it minister that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arkli thank you for listening